Comic Misfits, the podcast that bridges the gap between the super comic book fan and the new ones getting started in the fandom. I'm your host, Pedro, and today we're going to continue our walk through the DC Animated Universe as we talk about all things Suicide Squad, Hell to Play. But first, before we get started, make sure you stay up to date on all Comic Misfits things by following us on your favorite social media accounts. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search for Comic Misfits. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a rating and review the podcast. We'd love to hear what the fans have to say. I am joined today, as always, by our resident news junkie and uh, baby Yoda to my Mando. It's Aiden. Aiden, how are you, bud? Why baby Yoda to Mando? That was not... You didn't tell me about that. I'm out. (laughs) Baby Yoda's cute, bro. You know it's true. Whatever. You know Baby Yoda's cute. Hi, everybody. This is Aiden of the formerly of the Variant Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Variant Aiden. We're changing his name to Baby Yoda Aiden, so. <laughs> I will not be doing that, but. Uh, I wanted to get a reaction out of you, so I thought that would, that would be the best reaction to get out of you. That was so good, because everyone loves Baby Yoda. Who doesn't yeah. lo- do you not love Baby Yoda? Here's the thing. Baby Yoda started out as an interesting like plot twist, right? Uh-huh. Like as it was out of nowhere, we didn't know anything about the Mandalorian or what it was going to be about. Right. And then all of a sudden, he has Baby Yoda. Oh my gosh, he has a Baby Yoda and what what's it going to do? Why is he like taking this Baby Yoda somewhere? Mm-hmm. And then it just morphed into all the like Facebook moms and teenage girls who don't watch Star Wars like, "Oh my gosh, that's so cute. I need it on a COVID-19 mask." <laughs> I think and you're being a gatekeeper. Um, no, I, I like that more people and, are watching Star Wars. Facebook but moms like, and Instagram girls have their right. The dog agrees with me. Facebook moms and, the, and Instagram people have a right to like Baby Yoda. And I get it. His name is not Baby Yoda. It's the child. But yeah. that's what people know him as. And he's super cute. And he's like the best bud to Mando. So I just honored. I'm also worried that because he's like popular now, if Mm -hmm. just like he's going to do stuff in season two, just so it's fan service. No, I think it's, I think it's a big part of the show. I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. I like new people joining star Wars, but like over baby Yoda. I don't know. I don't mind because that's the way to get some people inside. I mean, Hey, it got, no, it got me into star Wars fandom, right? I, I think I've told you this. It's attack of the clones out of all the films. Attack of the Clones is what got me. So, hey. So, saying that out loud, how does that feel? It, like, actually hearing yourself say Attack of the Clones is what be, got to you be fair, To be fair, I had, like, had just moved to the U.S. Maybe, well, like, I don't even remember when Clone War, Attack of the Clones came out. 2002. 2002. So, I was literally fresh, like, off the boat in the U.S., like, two years uh, two years later. Uh, two years before that. Um, didn't really know much about anything. And my cousin was a big fan of Star Wars. And she got my parents to take us to watch Attack of the Clones. It had just come out. And after it finished, like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. So the next that night after the theater, we went to Blockbuster, RIP, and <sighs> rented, you know, um, A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. Because obviously at Empire Strikes Back was rented because it's the best one of them all. And we also rented... The Phantom Menace, and we spent the next three days watching Star Wars. 
So yeah, I mean, that's how it got me to Star Wars. Growing, then I grew up and I realized, hey, you know, it's how the clowns is kind of booty. And so, yeah. but it's there's still a place for it. There's still some good stuff on Attack of the Clones. Right, like Django Fett. Like Django Jango Fett's good. People. I like the Colosseum in Geneva, not, not Geneva. Um, Geonosis. Geonosis. So it's not all bad. It's just kind of bad. So... Uh, before we get started, though, I want to let our listeners know that the show is being sponsored by the great people at Docking Bay 94 in Coconut Creek, Florida. Located conveniently near Parkland, Boca Raton, and Coconut Creek, Docking Bay 94 is your one-stop shop for all your comics and games. In business for over 22 years, John Miller and his friendly staff is always available to assist you and your friends in all your comic book needs. If you don't live in Florida but you want to support them, they do offer a subscription service that you can have your books ready to ship to you wherever you are in the United States. If you have, if you want more information, visit the website at comicandgames.com. So yeah, love comic, love Docking Bay 94. Um, I got Aiden to start going there. Now he goes there almost every week. I went from having just the three, like I have the collection of the Scott Pilgrim versus the world books, right? So I went from <laughs> having just that to like five random Daredevil comic books that are like out of sequence um, I have Detective Comics 1027, Umbrella Academy 1. There you go. And, uh, yeah, four copies of um, Three Jokers. <laughs> wow, four? Listen, so that's four. You know, it's funny. Four year, about four years ago today, it was when a little bit, a little, it was a four, not today, but four years ago, it was when I began my whole new, um, not life, but my whole new thing into getting into comics again. I had a friend who got me back into comics and I went to Docking Bay. I've been going to Docking Bay since I was you know, really young. I, that, that's where I forgot my first Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> but yeah, I've been going there ever since and I've been moving away from Boca, but I still make the trip once a week or every other week. Stay there a couple of minutes. Stay stay there like for twenty minutes or so, and just enjoy the comics. And they have so many great stuff there. I also like- found Daredevil: Born Again, which I have not been able to find anywhere else. Oh yeah, it's every, I'm ordering from Amazon. Yeah, but, they got it. Every, they got everything there. So if you, yeah, I know like our, our listeners are from all over the, all over the United States, uh, mostly like Texas and California, and a lot of Florida as well. But if you're not in Florida. You can always check out their website, Comics and Games. They have a great subscription service. It's free to join the subscription service. And you also get discounts on your books, which is great. Ooh, so, discounts. Yeah, it's great. So then that would be awesome. Just take a look, comicsandgames.com. But yeah, Aiden, we, we all know why we're here. So I'm going to, you know, we're here for one thing and one thing only. That's, all, that's what the fans want to see, man. It's what the fans want. Yeah, all like the few fans we have. Hey, first like, of all, I, I resent that statement. <laughs> all right, we just we no. Just, I, I was gonna say like, oh, the few fans we have that are like review Suicide Squad, hell to pay. Uh huh. Good save. We listen to those few fans. Good save. Good save. Listen, with and only we, th- uh, with only thirty one hundred downloads, like I'm okay ooh. with that. So chill, bro. Chill, bro. Well, yeah, so today we are talking all things Suicide Squad Hell to Pay, which is the 10th. Feels like 10. 10th. Let me count. I'm going to count. What do you, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Yeah, the 10th. It is the 10th movie in the DC animated universe, extended universe that we have been going on. 
However, if you really didn't follow along the universe, you probably wouldn't even tell that this was part of it, except for a couple of things. Yeah, it felt like its own thing. Yeah, it was released in 2018. 2018. March, March 27, 2018. So that was two years after Suicide Squad came out in theaters. So that's also a thing. For, for Real people. quick, I'm going to make a bold statement. Oh, you ready? I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Suicide Squad is better than Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> oh, chill, bro. Chill. That's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say the complete opposite. I thought you were going to say Hell to Pay was the movie that everybody wanted Suicide Squad to be, which I would probably agree with. Um, that too, but Suicide Squad was still better, and it was garbage. Release the air cut. I don't think so. Let's just not even get there. You're not going to get the air cut ever in your entire life. But we, it's real. He said it's real. Yeah, you know what? So not happening. But what it what is happening is Suicide Squad Hell to Pay came out in 2018. Said directed by our friend Sam Liu, who's been doing a couple oh, yeah. of, a couple of other movies as well in the DC universe. It features some very um, prominent actors, voice actors, um, most notably Tara Strong as Harley Quinn. If you're a fan of the animated Batman animated series, you remember Tara Strong. Um, Christian Slater as Deadshot, and Vanessa Williams as Amanda Waller. Ooh. Hmm? Aiden, overall thoughts before jumping into the spoiler zone. Overall thoughts on this film... Um, don't give anything away to people that haven't seen it yet. It's only two years old, so I mean, it, it was the first time of me watching this film, so I, I can't really make fun of people. So, yeah, what are you? What are your overall thoughts on this film? Spoiler free. I went into this movie expecting it to be what Suicide Squad 2016 should have been. Huh? It was like a more grittier violent take on suicide squad which yeah. i mean suicide squad so it, you can't really do that super well in a pg-13 movie mm-hmm. which we saw with suicide squad yeah and tara strong is harley quinn again christian slater is Deadshot, and like all these big names coming together and some like smaller dc villains i guess yeah a lot there was a lot of dc <clears throat> villains in this film it was like a hosh bosh of all the of the dc yeah. villains almost to me and I was like, this will be something to hold me over until James Gunn's Suicide Squad comes out. Oh, man. I was disappointed. Yeah? It just, like, it It was rated R. Mm-hmm. And it went too far with the rating. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, it felt like a try-hard attempt. <laughs> Try hard. Like, yeah. it felt very try hardy. That's not a word, but. No, it's not. We'll, but we make it a. Like, comics misfits, we can yeah, make up words. So, comic yeah. misfits term. Um, just lots of unnecessary bloodshed. And I mean, I love the John Wick movies, so I'm used to bloodshed, but like this, just, it was too much. The story was okay. Acting for some of the characters was good. Uh-huh. Um,. I love a good Professor Pig appearance. <laughs> Professor Pig is pretty cool. Um, but very disappointed. 
Well, overall thoughts, first of all, is if you're planning on watching this with your kid because it has Harley Quinn, I highly, I highly suggest Do not. Highly suggest not doing that. Do not watch this with your children. This is not a movie for kids, even though it is animated. And I think it's one of the things that we always talk about in these shows and these reviews of these movies is that because it's because it is animation, they can get away with some things that you would not be able to get away with in an actual movie. Um, we'll get to that part later on in the in the in the, in the spoil, like once we jump the spoiler wall. But yeah, it's definitely not a movie to watch with your kids. Um, Do not no. I thought the plot was kind of it, if it it reminded it to me. It was just like Suicide Squad by David Ayer. It had a weird plot. Um, the plot didn't make sense to me. Okay, I'll take it back. It, t- it didn't make sense. The different people trying to get the thing that we'll talk about shortly. Didn't the, make, like, thing they're after. Yeah, the thing there's that they're all people after. after it. There's multiple people after it. It doesn't make sense why so many people are after it. It, it, would, it seems like it's... I don't know. It just seemed like it was too much. It was trying to be too much and it didn't really connect. And I was disappointed because I saw the, you know, I saw the, the previews and it looked good. Yeah. But like you said, they tried way too hard for me. You know, Harley Quinn wasn't Harley Quinn to me. And the, I don't know. It just felt like a weird film to have with so many other good movies at DC. Like of all the great movies that DC has made in the animated world, like this is probably their worst to me. It's, it's up there. I don't, I would not watch this again. And I, I watched it twice for the, for this, for this episode. Um, I watched it two nights ago and then I watched it last night. And the first time I stopped halfway through, I'm like, I can't watch this all today. And that's what th- I did. And the thing that bothers me the most is, you know, what's the one thing we're always talking about in these films? Every single one of these films that we've reviewed so far, what's the one common denominator they all have? That th- like the runtime. They're always so small, right? So why the crap is this one almost uh. 90 minutes long? <laughs> With a runtime of 86 minutes, I don't understand how this movie was not better. They had so much time to flesh out some of the, these characters that probably deserve to be more fleshed out. To me, and I, they I, did for one of them. Yeah, but ju- just the squad themselves, there was seven, yeah. six people in the squad. They fleshed out one of them. Everybody else was just there. And I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. To me, that just didn't make sense. Now, there were some positives to my viewing experience. I thought some of the action sequences were cool. Yeah. Um, I do respect that, like, I'm not going to say who, but it doesn't hold back on killing members of the Suicide Squad. <laughs> Understatement um, of the year. It's <laughs> um, like 2016 Suicide Squad. Only one of them died, right? Well, yeah, because... They're he trying tried to, keep to escape. Those around. And Suicide Squad felt like um, they were trying to make these bad guys good guys. Suicide so, Squad, they're still bad guys. No, they're trying to make the good guy, bad guys good guys in this one too. 
I didn't feel this as much as like Suicide Squad. Man. But they took risks yeah. in killing off like main characters, which a lot of main characters. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would always be characters I didn't expect to see die. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some of the action sequences were cool. Yeah, here's my positive yeah. taste of this film. I liked the animation. The animation was really good. The animation was good. The writing wasn't <laughs> okay. Was, the writing wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. And this was Alan Burnett's um, last movie that he worked on. Right. He was the writer for most of the DC animated universe. Right. right. And so no offense to him, but probably what an awful not, way to go. Probably not his best writing. And it was kind of disappointed. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend this film. But because we are going through all of them, it makes sense to walk through this one, too. But like I said at the beginning, I want to say you need to watch this one. I don't know. Yes. This thing, I don't know, because from now on, I haven't seen any of the other films. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to be in this film that wasn't yet that were that might come up in the next films. But but as of right now, what I understand going forward. There's not much in here. Yeah, from what happens in the show in the movie itself, I don't think there's a lot yeah. going on. I I just wasn't a big fan. I wouldn't recommend this film. And if you have kids that watch DC movies, I would stay away. I will stay away from this film. I wouldn't even say, "Hey, maybe watch it with them." Like, nah, this there's no way. Like, you just unless you have like a really mature kid, which nowadays. It's kind of hard. It's hard. I mean, look at me. I'm I'm 20. I was sitting there like, I don't feel like I should be watching this. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of why I didn't watch it a second time. I was going to, but I was like, yeah, it was, it was, I don't think I should be watching this. It wasn't even like, it was just a weird film to watch. I did enjoy the, uh, I, but I, I, I will say this. I did enjoy the, the animation I did enjoy the some of the action sequence because I thought it was pretty good but that's about it for me when it comes to the good stuff for this film yeah there's not much that I liked uh oh holy bad spoiler alert Pedro uh oh what does that mean we all know what this means now. It means that we're it's ju- spoiler time. It means we're jumping over the spoiler fence. And if you have not seen this film yet and you don't want to get spoiled, stop now, pause it, go watch it, bring it back and listen to what we say later. But if you're listening to us and never seen the movie before, you probably are not going to see it because both of us didn't like it <laughs> and didn't say any yeah. good things about it. But we're now over the spoiler. And so we're just going to go through this film and we will see what we liked and what we didn't like about this film. So real quick, I was as I was watching this movie, I was just beginning to visualize like what the pitching process for this movie was. Mm-hmm. So it's like Warner Brothers executives, Alan Burnett and Sam Liu. You know, guys, we're going to give you an R-rated Suicide Squad movie. You can oh, do wait, are you saying what? the one the one like the and the, the film was supposed to be? Like the one it was supposed to be, yeah. No it's going to be gritty, it's going to be dark, but you got to make it good, right? So what are you going to add to make it good? Uh, male strippers. 
extreme gore and swearing. That's a good idea, Alan. Here's $5 million. <gasps> this is going to get all the nerds excited <laughs> for this film. All those Harley Quinn girls that shop at Hot Topic can't even buy the movie. They're not 18. <laughs> I, I think to me that was a bit the biggest problem. It wasn't even a big problem. To me, it was just a problem. You know, at the start, I didn't really understand the the, pre, the prologue of the film, really, because I feel like it was pointless. You know, when Punch and Julie and Vertigo and Count, Count Vertigo and those guys are looking Dead for son. Tobias Whale. Like, I, I, I didn't really understand that. Because then you just jump, you do a time jump. So that that starting off like that just already had already had negative thoughts on my head. I'm like, oh, this is dumb. Just because of that. Because to me, it didn't feel like it made sense. Unless I, I missed it. To something. me, I view this movie as more of a dead shot movie. Oh, absolutely. With Suicide Squad elements. So I think the opening scene, it just shows... Um, I just said his name, Deadshot. Mm -hmm. It shows Deadshot like starting out in the Suicide Squad. Because, again, this felt like his story. Got so it. this is yeah. just a part of his story setting up the rest of the movie. Just like the Suicide, the David Ayer film. Yeah. Because I would argue that David Ayer film was more of a Deadshot film than a Harley Quinn For film sure. anyways. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even consider it a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. Or a Joker it's movie. It's more Jared Leto game. Joker movie than a Harley Quinn movie. <laughs> he was barely in it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that's what happens. Um, and then you jump into the present time where you have, we're in Gotham City and you see Professor Pig um, make, about to do surgery on Two-Face. So that, again, it, it's just, it talks about the craziness of all these villains involved in this film. Like, you get Professor Pig in there that, for me, took a hot second to realize. I love Professor Pig. I know, but I was like, who's the pig man? And I was like, wait, who is he? I'm like, oh, yeah, Professor Pig. And so he's going to do a face transplant on Two-Face to make his whole face blue. Like one of those Avatar dudes. <laughs> which was weird. And then he the gets last kidnapped. Airbender guys, right? No, not the Airbenders. <laughs> the other ones. And then he gets kidnapped by someone that we don't know who it is yet, but we later on find out it's Scand um, Savage. Scandal Savage. Sc Scandal Savage. I thought it was Vandal Savage. Vandal Savage is the dad. Scandal is his daughter. Oh, that's right. Scandal Savage. Okay, yeah. Scandal oh, wait, wait, wait. Comic Bisfoot's listeners, did you just hear that? I knew something Pedro didn't. Well, I knew her name was Scandal, but I just assumed that her, her dad took him a pal. <laughs> Because I know Vandal from uh, the Justice League animated show Yeah. back when they were in the World War II and then, like, the U.S. lost World War II. So I remember him yeah. from there. He's always been a weird character to me. But, yeah, Scandal, yeah, Scandal is a daughter. So I didn't know that. I just didn't remember who that. Also, I didn't know her name to start off with. So I just called her Wolverine-looking chick. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, Literally on my notes, it says, not sure who the two girls are, Redhead and Wolverine Chick. Like, I know their names. The is no it's, name? it's Knockout. Her name is Knockout. Knockout. Yeah. That's what it was. It was something like. It was super weird. Yeah, her name is Knockout and Scandal Savage. Yeah, I, I get those now. But when I first watched the film, I just write notes in my head. And one of them was like, who is the Wolverine looking chick and the Redhead? <laughs> like, who's a Starfire looking chick at the end of the day? Yeah. But. So Scandal Savage kidnaps him, 
And that's when we jump into the Task Force X. And yeah, I mean, we jump into Task Force X. We got the members. So, so here are the members of the, of the of the squad for this for this incarnation of the Suicide Squad. You got Harley Quinn. You got Captain Boomerang. You got Deadshot. You got Killer Frost. You got Copperhead, and you got Bronze Tiger. Ooh. I never heard. No, Copperhead is in the animated, uh, the Justice League animated films, or animated animated TV show, isn't he? Copperhead, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm from. Okay, I've never heard of Bronze. I know the guy who plays Copperhead, though. Well, who He's is from he? Daredevil. Oh, is he? He's one of the Russian mobsters in the uh, first season that gets his head like that. ripped off. I don't know. I didn't know who Bronze Tiger was. So I thought that was a bizarre person for the for the league. Yeah, the that league. was the guy. Um, that Idris Elba was rumored to play. Oh, was he? And yeah, but uh, then it's um, Bloodsport. Okay, I didn't know that. I had no idea who Bronze Tiger was. I, I didn't. I didn't mind his character, but again, he's one of the characters that we were talking about earlier that I think. Given the nine, almost ninety-minute runtime, he should have gotten more of like an explanation about his life. You didn't hear For anything sure. about him. You heard of you, you just know that his fiance died and that he believes in the afterlife, and that's all you got for him. And to me, that was not good enough. That was that was poorly planned by the director and everybody involved in this film. So, so Alan, you're telling me you're going to introduce a like very deep character, right? What are you going to do to set up his backstory? I don't know. <laughs> Two sentence explanation tops. Done. This is why we hired you, Alan. Oh, man. It was. It You're going to have a good, good retirement. It wasn't a good film. Um, so, Bronze Tiger and the crew. That's what I call them. I, the weird thing is here's the, the weird thing that we, we kind of skipped over why they are coming to out. They're coming out. You know, you see that in the beginning, Amanda Waller, There's um, she's in the doctor's office. And she finds out that he, she had, that he, that she has uh-huh. a terminally ill, she's terminally ill. Well, I think, I'm assuming it's cancer. And so that's all we know, that she's, they're doing a special case for her. And it's off the books, so off the books that they can't use any of their written regular, you know, stuff. They got to go under the radar. They got to go on this crusty RV that felt like a campy like family vacation film, and yeah, that's the ju- the Suicide Squad. I will say I was like when I saw the RV, I got kind of excited because like superhero road trip movie that's uh-huh. never been done before. That's gonna be fun. Um, no, <laughs> no, not today. Yeah. So Amanda Waller gives him a mission to find a man named Steel Maximum. Or Maxim. Steel Maxim. Steel Maxim. To retrieve a mystical black card that we don't know what it's called yet. Or did we find out what it was? Uh, I don't think we find out until... Until he talks about them. Yeah, so so they're supposed to find this guy. And they find out that this dude is a stripper. So, Alan, (laughs) you're telling me this guy is going to be a stripper? Okay, I'll tell you what. Yeah, though. the movie's I'll, rated R. Look, I mean, I'll, I'll you, tell you, you can't tell me not to. Look, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> for all the jokes I make all the time about them over-sexualizing the women in these movies, they finally make made it equal. So now this yeah. movie not only had over-sexualizing the women, they over-sexualized the men, mm. which was fine. And I'll tell you what. He was one of my favorite characters in this film. 
was great. He made me laugh and it was hilarious. And I'm just like, this dude is such a mess. I can't wait to see him for the rest of the movie. Help them out, you know? <laughs> he gets thrown off in the middle of the street like 10 minutes later. <laughs> he, was probably, he, was, he was one of my favorite parts of the film. So they find this guy. They go into this random town in the middle of Nebraska. Was it Nebraska? Colorado, I think. No, I don't think it was Colorado. It was... Hmm. I think it might have been Colorado. I think it was Utah. No, Utah was where he goes to find his daughter. Or Deadshot goes to find his daughter. But that's later on. Was it Colorado? I don't know. It could, yeah. have, could have been Colorado. <laughs> you, you find out. You're the you're the music, like you're the expert resident. Yeah. Finding out thing guy. Yeah, you find yeah, it's, out. It's, it's, it's Colorado. What's it called? What's the name of the city? I can't remember. Okay, so you don't I know. I just remember Colorado. So you don't know it's Colorado. You're assuming it's Colorado. I remember it's Colorado. Fine, fair enough. I just can't remember when. Fine. Anyway, but. so they find him in this strip club and he's stripping. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Not because it's a guy stripping. It's because I'm like, what's the point? And then I see his tramp stamp of the pharaoh looking Egyptian thing. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to try to act like I know everything. But I was like, hey, doesn't that guy that's supposed to be a good guy, like the Doctor Strange want to be, like, isn't he like that? So I had a feeling yeah. something to do with Dr. Fate or Mr. Fate, whatever his name is. Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate, yeah. It was, I had a feeling Dr. Fate was somewhat involved in this, right? So you find out this guy, he's stripping, and you find another group of bad guys. So this goes to the whole thing that we're talking about, different groups of bad guys, right? So we find this other group of yeah. bad guys who is also looking for Mr. Mr. Maxim, which is Professor... Thon, which is Zoom. That was like... Right, and that to me was the cool part because it kind of connects the entire... It adds to the universe. It makes a part yeah. of the universe, and I really enjoyed that part. And I was reading some of, some reviews from other people, and they, they hated the fact that, you no know, Zoom was in it. And they said, something, they said things like, oh, I don't even... I can't even tell this was a movie made in the continuity. I feel like, like while it's cool and it, it does kind of tie it back, right? It felt like it was finishing up a plot that didn't need to be finished. Yeah, I can see that. Because to me, Zoom died at the end of Flashpoint Paradox. I can see that, but we haven't got I mean, there yet. In, we haven't got there yet. I mean, his plot like wraps up there. Yeah, I thought and he was dead. I, was I thought like, he was dead too. So I thought it was cool to see him. But yeah, like, yeah so yeah, cool to see him. I I would have preferred maybe if he stayed dead, or like we don't see anything again, or at least maybe wait another movie or two. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Me. I don't know. I just thought that I didn't really, I didn't really have a special connection to him. So, but yeah. So you got the other group of bad guys is Zoom, um, Silver Banshee, and Blockbuster. Now, this did actually answer a question. I don't know if you remember this question. No. It was back, I believe it was either Batman versus Robin or Justice League versus Teen Titans, where Nightwing seems to kill Blockbuster. Uh And I was like, Pedro, did Nightwing just kill Blockbuster? And you're like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. He's not dead. (laughs) (laughs) So that's right. So in in animated movies, you can get dropped in a big ton, a two ton ball of steel, and you're not dead. That's what I got out of this. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I, I, I forgot about that. I did. I did ask that question. I had no idea. But yeah, so you got Blockbuster. 
And so you got these guys fighting with the Suicide Squad over Mr. Maximum Steel, or whatever his name is. Maxim Steel. Maxim Steel. Maximum Steel. Steel Maximum. Whatever. So the Suicide Squad ends up grabbing him and, and leaving with him. But while they're leaving, you know, you have the other bad guys who I don't know their name. Uh, they don't have a name, but the other bad guys are trying to get yeah. them still. And you see, and this is when I, I go, hey, something's wrong. Before Boomerang said, uh, before Deadshot said something, I was like, hey, why isn't Zoom already at the in the, in the car? Because he's supposed to be the fastest man alive, right? Yeah. So why wasn't he so fast to get to a car going probably... 65 to 7 miles an hour. That's a good question. Right, so I, I thought that was weird, and I said, hey, what's going on? And so that's when our boy Deadshot, not Deathstroke, Deadshot says, hey, something's wrong with him because he should be already, already be here. And that's when I started thinking, wait, could this actually be Zoom from the alternate timeline? Like, is he dying? What? So uh, that's when I started having those ideas. But you don't really find out to the end. But then the squad goes with Maxim to the middle of the woods because they're camping. And that's when you find out. Family road trip movie. It's a road trip, super villain road trip movie. (laughs) And you find out that Mr. Maxim was actually indeed Dr. Fate. And he explains how he became Dr. Fate. And he was, you know, like a playboy and fine, whatever. He got all the girls he wanted. And one day he brought back to his lair. What is it? What, are the, what is that place called? Like this little temple? Um, ah, what's the like spirit guy's name? Naboo. I can't remember. Naboo's. Yeah, like Naboo's, Naboo's hall. Oh, the Tower of Fate. It's House, called the Tower of Fate. The Tower of Fate. Yeah, yeah. Simple. So, yeah, the Tower of Fate. So, Dr. Fate brings these this girl that we know as... What's her name? Wow. Man, um, we, knockout, we totally knockout, watched knockout, this. Knockout, knockout, knockout. I watched it. I just forgot the name. I, I just keep calling her... <laughs> I kept calling her Starfire... Same thing. Tomato, tomato. So he takes Knockout to his lair of fate, Tower of Fate, but her friend Scandal Savage comes with them. That's when I was like, "Mm, this is tricky. And they actually attack him, and they're trying to find a special card, which is later what we find out is the mystical black card that Amanda Waller was looking for, which is the get out of hell free card. Ooh. Which I'm like, it's like this Monopoly, is, but fun. That's what I wrote. I'll go, is this Monopoly? <laughs> and why are we doing this? So those are my two questions I had when I wrote when I wrote my notes down. I go, Monopoly question mark? And then I said why and underlined it three times. This is just Zoom playing Monopoly. This is on the nah, this is Amanda Waller <laughs> and Zoom. You thought this Monopoly. was a timeline that the Flash created. It's a giant game of Monopoly. <laughs> So this, and you're losing. So this get, out of, get out of hell free card. It's literally what it says. If the person that holds it, they ha- once they die, if the person that has this card will of like obviously get out of hell free, which is ludicrous. But that's not the point. Um, so Amanda Waller is looking for this card because, as we know, she is going to die. And she's not the nicest person in the world. So she wants to have the this card in her possession before she dies. 
so does the bad guys, Professor Zoom and Silver Banshee and Blockbuster. But then we find out there's another person, another group oh, of bad guys oh. involved, which is Vandal Savage and his crew. So it's like, that's why I'm saying there was so many different bad guys that to me, it kind of felt like it was complicated to keep track of who was doing what. There was so much betrayal and I get it. It's, it's Suicide Squad. It's a Suicide Squad film. So they're going to do all these crazy things. But there was like a lot of betrayal and a lot of things. There was a yeah. lot of moving pieces for me. And I don't know. It was just, it just wasn't good. It was the amount of characters they added were not good for me. It, it scattered the plot and kind of, tr- and it confused me a lot because the plot was being, to me, not clear. Yeah, no, that wasn't really the problem for me. It was just Zoom didn't really need to be there. Mm. Um, Because, again, it did feel overpopulated. It makes more sense for Vandal Savage to have it, I guess. But Vandal Savage doesn't die. So why would he have that? But then also, why would Zoom have it? Why wouldn't Zoom just go to a previous time? Well, Zoom wanted the card. Who had the person actually had the card was um, the Scandal Savage because she took it. Why? Why come from anywhere in time? Why go to that point in time? Why not just go earlier? I don't know. know. Here's what I think. I don't. I don't think this should have been a Suicide Squad film. I think this should have been a Justice League Dark versus a Suicide Squad. What makes more sense to you? Constantine uh, having this in the House of Mysteries and losing that it. That would be better. And losing it and trying to find it and grabbing the entire Justice League Dark to find to help him find it. Or a random guy named Vandal Savage that we haven't seen yet in these animated universes come in, try to introduce a new character to an already complicated mix, misfit of people and not make a lot of sense. Yeah, I know the Justice League Dark idea does sound better. Yeah, to me, a Justice League Dark film would have made so much more sense. You have to keep the Suicide Squad because to me, it feels like they created this movie to keep, to add to the just Suicide Squad, like, you know, hype from 2016, which yeah. is fair, but you could have done this better. You could have added a Justice League Dark in here because, you know, Zatanna, uh, Deadman, um, Constantine, yeah. having those kind of people there, they are a lot better at dark magic than random people that don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. So it would have even Doctor Fate would fit right in. Doctor Fate would have made he sense. He felt super out of place here. Yeah, it, it felt like they just needed comic relief, and they added Doctor Fate this this version of Doctor Fate. This version in there, of Doctor Fate, which makes sense. This guy didn't really care. If it was a real Doctor Fate, like I don't think the card would have been lost because he just would have gone and oh. gotten the card from the people, right? But this is not the Doctor Fate that we got. We got this. Stripper, Doctor Fate. But that, to me, that was the biggest oh. problem. At halfway, th- halfway through, or three quarters of the way watching this film, once I realized that this is a mystical uh, card, I'm like, why isn't the Justice League dark on the case? Well, it's the Suicide Squad. They're more expendable. Yeah, but no, 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 not, not even that yeah, part. I know. That I part know, is right. fine. The Suicide Squad, yeah, being, yeah. the 
the plot line, because to me there was four, three different plots within this main plot. So one of the plots was Amanda Waller wanted the card because she's going to die. That plot doesn't have to change. The plot that needed to yeah. change to me was why was Vandal Savage and his crew having the card? And why did and the, then did Zoom need the card? Why did Zoom need the card? Can't so. he just like run back in time or something and like stop himself from getting well, shot? He explains that at the end of it, though. I guess. Yeah, he explains. But still, it he end. felt super out of place. It felt like a plot thread that mm-hmm. didn't need to be finished or fixed. Because I feel like we got a satisfying answer at the end of Flashpoint Paradox. Mm-hmm. Like well, I wanted, explain, to, okay, well, so let's wanted look, to see him again. Well, so let me just jump right into it. In in the in the closing parts of the film, in the in the low in the in the final maybe twenty minutes of the film, like in the main part of the film, Zoom explains that he was killed by Batman in another in another timeline. So we all know that Thomas Wayne Batman shot him in the head. Side note, like, did you really need to see his brains pop out of out of his head? You're telling me we need to do that, Alan? Yeah, the movie's rated R. We can do whatever. Like did you need that to see the <laughs> brain? Like, no, anyways, I don't again, think we needed to see half the stuff that was in this movie. No, not at all. But so then he explains that he was killed in, by Batman, you know, the timeline, but managed to temporarily delay death by using the speed force. And although he is still slowly fading out of existence. So like he's still fading out of existence from what I understood. But he's using speed force, which begs the question. Why did it take 10 movies to see him? Again? That's that's the thing. How, again, long, how he, long is he chilling around? And why hasn't he done anything beforehand? Right. That's the thing. It, it doesn't make sense. And the thing that doesn't make sense the most about Zoom, right? Yeah. Is the fact that he had the card. So we're jumping around, whatever. But at the end, in the end scenes, he finally gets the card from Vandal Savage. Because, okay, so let's just tie everything together. Because everyone's thinking, why is there a pig in this? Professor Pig was kidnapped by, by, by Vandal's daughter. Vandal Savage. Yeah. By her to bring her to bring him back to Vandal Savage because Vandal wanted the card because he apparently he thought he was going to die too, which makes no sense because he doesn't die, right? Unless I unless I yeah. miss something. He even says it himself. He's immortal. Yeah, so it doesn't make sense why he needs the card, but he needs the card, and he needs Doctor a Professor Pig to sew it into his body like the Joker inserted the bomb in the dude's body in the Dark Knight. So that's the only reason Prof- uh, Professor Pig was in this film. It was to open up Vandal Savage and put the card inside of his chest. Yeah. That's a genius idea, Alan. Yeah. That Best writer we have. Only reason why he was there. But anyways, back to this. Zoom had the card, right? He he did the little Zoom thing to get into the guy's yeah. stomach. He grabs the card. Killer Frost is shooting icicles at him to <laughs> kill him, right? Why did he dodge it? He has what he wants. That's he a good point. He has what he wanted to die. Why didn't he just like let the speed force take him or gotten shot in the heart with an icicle? Why did he need to dodge it? 
you know, you gotta have you can have like four people die within five minutes, Pedro. It made Movies zero, are not that, enough heads have blown up. That to me made zero sense. Like you have what you need, and then right after he do- right after he dodges them, Deadshot comes up and is about to shoot him. He goes, Oh, Deadshot, you can shoot me. Um no, I got what I need. I go, Killer Frost was trying to do that, <laughs> and you didn't want to let her do it. <laughs> Like, what is your beef, bro? Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, he had to, he obviously had to kill Bronze Tiger so then Bronze Tiger could get the card. Right. Because, you know, that's what Deadshot does. Deadshot's he's a guy. bad guy, but he cares well, about his daughter. Good, yeah, he's who's a now like guy. a drug dealer. Real druggie. Oh, she is gosh. a saint. He, but he guy. wants to see his daughter, even though he made the decision to get a lifetime sentence in prison. He wants his daughter back. <laughs> so he has to take the card and give it to Bronze Tiger because Bronze Lee, Tiger listen, actually believes in an afterlife. Yeah, Suicide Squad should have been Justice League versus Suicide Squad to me. It would have been, it would have been such a better film. Um, I did like the fact that didn't. Here's the thing. Okay, here's another thing I liked about the film. I liked that they didn't have superheroes. Like no Batman, no Superman, no Wonder Woman. Yeah, it was cool. It was it was it was cool. The only good guy they had in this film was Doctor Fate. If you could consider this Dr. Fate a good guy. He was a good guy. He's Dr. Fate still. So the oh, only quote unquote whatever. good guy was Dr. Fate. So I enjoy that. It was good. But this film was just a hot pot, hot mess of of everything. I didn't understand. Yeah. Like, And then when you're in, so we're jumping back a little bit after you get the, they get the, you find out they have the card. Vandal Savage kills his daughter's girlfriend. And then his daughter gets mad at him and creates another group of people that tries to go after this card just to then become part of the Suicide Squad group. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Zero uh, sense. The stuff, the stuff that's hard. No kids are going to be watching it. I, they can't call I, I us out. I don't understand why. The, the, the problem is I don't... Uh, it doesn't. It just frustrates me because it had such a good. It had good potential. It had really, really good potential to be a good film. Yeah. And then you just butcher it. No pun intended, because of Mr. Pig. But like, <laughs> it was butchered by adding all the stuff that didn't make sense. So you got the Suicide Squad. You got Zoom and his crew. You got Vandal Savage and his crew. And then you have um, Scandal Savage because Knockout got killed. Which also you did not need to see. Animated boobs. <laughs> yeah. Not sure why that was there. Thank you, it's Sam. It's rated R, Sam. Thank you, Sam. It needs Lee to be in the for movie. giving us that. No, we really needed to know what that looked like in animated form. The studio gave us the money. Why not do it? <laughs> Who's holding us back? Oh, man. You no, know, was... Alan, you're a genius. Gosh. Please direct the Justice League uh, Snyder Cut. <laughs> oh, my God. Gosh. So yeah, um, that's what happened. The end of the film kind of becomes anticlimactic to me because everyone's dead. And I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the film, right? Everyone dies except for four people. Harley yeah. Quinn, Deadshot, Deadshot Captain Boomerang, and Amanda Waller. Yeah. Also, the way Killer Frost killed people was savage. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me. It reminded me of Katara bloodbending in the Avatar. <laughs> like she froze their blood and then like 
put this icicle in their mouth and they when they fell forward it just like punctured the back of their head pretty that gruesome an stuff avatar? no a blood the blood bending part oh I, you know, I haven't seen that part. Um, yeah, so. it just kind of kind of reminded me of the bloodbending, except the fact that she froze her blood and then they kind of like died. Uh. It reminded me of like um, ah, Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat. Okay, that makes more sense. I just thought it was. I just thought it was. I, stuff, thought it, yeah. I thought it was an interesting way to kill someone. Yeah. I can say that. And not. Get and I mean, arrested for it. Another thing that kind of bothered me. <laughs> um. So Copperhead, like Amanda Waller blows up Copperhead. How does it, um, well, before I, before I ask my question, let's look at, back at the very beginning of the movie, <laughs> which I think was one of the best scenes of the movie. Which on, one? The prologue on the train. Okay. When she, when they made fun of her for losing Giving her. us an idea of like how epic this movie is supposed to be. Like three people get their heads blown up, right? Yeah. So Count Vertigo. His head blows up. It just <laughs> blows up his head, right? Yeah. Not a not a big blast or anything. How does Copperhead's head exploding kill Killer Frost like that? If it's only a big enough explosion to blow up a head. Oh yeah, I don't know. How did yeah? Because Cap, because Captain. Uh, I don't know. Vertical, unless like. Because uh, Count Vertigo. Was in the train with three other people, and only he died. Yeah, unless it Killer didn't. Frost was like on top of him. Well, no, Copperhead had her pinned down, like, like a distance. Like he was. Mm, I don't know. He was a f- maybe a foot or two above her, but maybe the impact of his brains hitting killed her? Question mark. I don't know because we see just ice and. Blood and guts shoot out. Was it up for interpretation at this point? Considering we don't get another Suicide Squad movie in this uh, franchise. I wonder why. Because they killed everybody. Yeah, which is good. Bring in more people, which is why I'm excited for the James Gunn movie. But you you gotta stop doing that. You gotta stop because they're not not the same thing. They're separate things. They're gonna be so different. But the James Gunn one is gonna be better. This is the DC animated universe. Maybe because it's a multiverse, right? DC is one big uh, multiverse. Uh-huh. Maybe animated Killer Frost is just going to show up in James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie, maybe. and then it's like, maybe. I have to go watch Suicide Squad. Hell to pay to understand that nah, one. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> that's not going to happen. No way. I don't know. It's just it was weird, and it just didn't. And so the ending of the film, right? You you get Zoom killing, um. Oh, I almost said black bronze tiger. Bronze tiger. That was brutal. Right, you have Zoom brutally Holy killing cow. bronze tiger with a knife and a thousand cuts. And I'm just like, do I need to see this? Like, do I need to have? You don't need this. Like, you don't need to show me this. But they show it to us because, again, it's rated R, so you can do whatever you want. Apparently, and bronze tiger's dying, and that's when Mister Deadshot. You know, has a conscience again or something and wants to save humanity and give it's for his daughter, Pedro. For, don't um, you I'm sure that's why he did it. It has nothing to do with his vindictive personality against Amanda Waller. It was his daughter. So he gives Bronze Tiger the, the Gala Hell free card. So when he dies, he actually uses the card. You see, like, the card glowing or whatever. 
And then Amanda Waller comes in. The card somehow is still there, which I thought was interesting. I thought the card was going to be used. I, I think it's just the power of dwarves. No, right. I just I just assumed yeah. the card would have been gone too. That's what I thought too. Yeah. But so then he. I guess for plot reasoning. Yeah. So it, then he gives the card already used to Amanda Waller. <laughs> So now Amanda Waller's sitting there like, I have the get out of jail free card and she doesn't. She's like, why is it cold? And I'm like, like, I'm sorry, Amanda Waller. Did you know if it's warm or cold? Like, how do you know what the card should should feel like if you've never had it? It's like the world it's forged from, Waller. Let me see my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But so... That's how it ends. Out of um, out of the ten movies we've seen, this is the one that I had no explanation on how to call how to do the show because it wasn't good. Like I said, it was all over the place. It's definitely rated R. If you have kids, definitely don't watch it with your kids unless you really want to give your kids something to talk about. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start I'm gonna start it off. I'm giving this a two out of five. Two out of five. A two out you know, of five. Before I was going to give it a three because I liked it more than like some of the worst DC movies we've seen in this series. Why, but why would you? Do, why, why did you like it more? Why, why, what made you like this better than Justice League War? Because again, I I like some of the action sequences. I like the character characters, uh-huh. some of them better. Yeah. I found them more interesting. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, no, um, two two for me. And again, the action sequences were cool. Some of the like. Um, like scenes with blood were kind of cool. Yeah, but um, just too much. But it wasn't me. overused. It was overused to me, and to me, it was a lot. Um, and I like that it took risks in killing off its main characters. But after talking about it with you, I think I'm going to give it a two out of five. Two out of five. Two point five out of five. Two point five out of five. Yeah. Okay. So what does that average it out to be? Two point two five. Two point. Three. 2.3 works for me. Wow. So 2.3 is the official score. It is officially the least, the worst reviewed movie we've had. Yeah. Um, not surprised, honestly. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, if I could do some good things about this film, if I could say some good things about this, I'm going to, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Because I've been so negative on this film, I'm going to do the least favorite character first, and then I'll do the most oh. my favorite character. My least favorite character. Saving the best for last. Huh? Saving the best for last. How nice of you, Pedro. Yeah, because I, I feel like it's messed up. Like, no, <laughs> these guys worked hard on this film. I mean, I'm not going to butcher yeah. it for 90 minutes like they did. So. I'm <laughs> 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 here on that, ladies uh, and gentlemen. So my at le- Pedro Heiser on Twitter, everybody. <laughs> my least favorite character was Harley Quinn. Really? She was absolutely pointless in this film. It's Harley Quinn, Pedro. We yeah. have to sell the movie. She was absolutely kids who pointless. Who aren't even allowed, like, old enough to go watch the movie on their own. She was simply there for comic relief. Um, I don't like the way Harley looks in this film. She looks really weird. And the most disappointing part to me that made me really upset is that they did Tara Strong a disservice by putting her in this film. She did not sound like the Harley Quinn that you're used to. She sounded like a weird version of Harley Quinn. They gave her, like, ten lines. I kind of liked that it sounded different. It felt different. It's like it's with Tara Strong, like, she's a good Harley Quinn, but it feels like 
it's all the same all the time. So like getting something new. But that's like having Ken, uh, Kevin Conroy doing a different version of Batman. Didn't he do that on uh, CW crossover? And how much did people hate it? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch it. It was bad. So. <sighs> but he d- said the I am vengeance thing. That's that's fine, bad. man. But it, it's that's fine. But you can't mess with the thing that works. So you can't grab Tara Strong, who's like a notoriously famous voice of Harley Quinn, and put her in this film to do something. She got the Jared Leto treatment in this film. <laughs> like Harley Quinn in this film was pointless. Like nothing good about her. Uh, it just she was just there for such some laughs, and that's about it. Because she was you know 2018, right? This movie came out. They were so trying to. Get off on the high of Harley Quinn from 20, 2016. Yeah. There was no other reason for Harley Quinn to be in this film. She was pointless. She didn't do any she didn't add any value to the team. She didn't give any good ideas to this team. She was just there. And then how did she not die? <laughs> like she's out of Harley Quinn. Out of all the people, she's the one with the least amount of power. All she has is a bat. Pedro, listen to yourself. If she dies, what is Hot Topic gonna sell at Halloween for the next five years? They they still have Margot Robbie's <laughs> version they don't need another one unless unless harley quinn listen here's the thing though unless harley quinn that shot captain boomerang and amanda waller play a bigger part in the uh, in, in one of the other films coming up that we haven't seen yet in this animated universe she was there's pointless. no point there's no yeah. point how about you did you have a, a least hairy character scandal savage i guess i didn't she was just kind of boring to me. Yeah, he's pretty. He's always been a pretty boring guy, though. Yeah. Yeah. Scandal Savage is like you get to a point where it's like, oh, I've seen this guy before. Yeah. He doesn't bring anything special he's to not, the he's table. Not very, he's not a very good bad guy. I don't like him very much either. Oh, did I say scandal? I meant Vandal Savage. Vandal, I'm yeah, sorry. See, oh, there don't kill me on Twitter, guys. I'm sorry. Now, um, now for the good parts. Good parts. Favorite characters of the show for of the movie for me has definitely has to be that shot. Okay. He Good. he took he he carried a, he carried a movie. You know, and like you for said, sure. and after you said it, I I, I realized that you're right. Like the pre, the prologue was really just talking about um, Deadshot himself and how he became who he is. So I'm like, yeah, I can see it. And I enjoyed it. He he runs the Suicide Squad. You see him leading this group, and you see that he still has, quote unquote, some good in him, even though it might not be for no. the right reasons. He still cares for his daughter, um, and he still gives the card to someone else when he didn't have to do it because he was going to get what he wanted anyways, which was a ten years off his sentence. So yeah, I, I would say Deadshot is my favorite character in this film. Yeah. He was probably my favorite as well. Like I really enjoyed him. Your dog agrees with us, you? My dog agrees. <laughs> yeah, and then Christian Slater, like, another good thing we got out of this movie is that Christian Slater has been doing Deadshot as, like, that's his thing now. So in all, like, future DC things from this point forward, he's oh, really? been Deadshot. Yeah. Except for the Suicide Squad game that's coming out. Yeah, he's a good he's a good voice of Deadshot. I don't, I don't mind him at all. Yeah. Yeah, it was very good. Not Will Smith, but it'll do. Yeah, well, yeah. It's not Will Smith. That's <laughs> Will that. Smith. That's and you know, show. Deadshot, like, just cares about his daughter at the end of the day, Pedro. He's a good guy. Okay. 
All right. You will stop at nothing. Okay. Where's right. deadbeat druggy daughter? Okay. All right. You don't know if she, you don't know if she's a druggie or not. Relax. <laughs> not to say that. What do you yeah. mean? You didn't see her there. I went to Utah. Yeah. You didn't see her there, dude. You didn't see her. See, that's the thing. I thought it was her she too. She was right around the corner. That's where they meet up at the end. Oh, she was in school, bro. <sighs> that girl at the end what, was Scandal Savage. It wasn't his daughter. Yeah, it was. It was it his was, daughter. It was Scandal. No, it was his daughter. Go back and watch it. <laughs> Pretty sure it was Scandal because she was trying to Why get... Why would it be Scandal? Because that's right after um, Vandal Savage kills her, her girlfriend and she gets mad and she's going to go and join <laughs> the squad to help take out her dad. No. It's his daughter. Man, I think you're wrong. You're going to have to watch that part again. Follow me at Variant Aided on Twitter. I will be re-watching the movie, and I will provide screenshots. Do it, because I don't think you're right. I think it was Van uh, Scandal. I do. But that's just me. I just think it was her. I could be wrong. Oh, yeah, that uh, Deathstroke cameo was pretty cool. I don't know if you caught that. No, I didn't. Oh, uh, Deathstroke was the guy that killed um, Bronze Tiger's uh, girlfriend. Oh, yeah, that is yeah. true. Yeah. The yeah. assassins, yeah. Yeah, the assassins. Yeah, yeah, they did do that. I thought that was cool. So they kind they kind, yeah, they kind of added some of the good things about the animated universe and then just put up Walter Poop on top and yeah. called it the movie. So 2.3, 2.3 overall score for this movie from the variant. Oh, variant. <laughs> We're not variant podcast anymore. <laughs> Two point is it two point three? I didn't I didn't remember anymore. So two point three. Two point three is the overall final score for the comic misfits grade for this film. Don't think it was good, but it is what it is. Yeah. But Aiden, it's probably about that time and we're gonna get out a lot of here because there's nothing much to talk about with this film. No. It really isn't. Don't forget to follow us on social media and all your favorite platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Comic Misfits. You can follow me directly at Pedro Heiser on Twitter. Follow Aiden at Variant Aiden on Twitter. He should probably change that name soon, though. So we'll get to that. Yeah, so thanks so much for listening in. If you have any questions, concerns, you can always email us at comicmisfitspodcast.gmail.com or just comment on a, make a review so we can know what's going oh, on. Yeah. Leave us a review of the show. Tell us what you think. Comment on, on our posts and we'll send you some new stickers that we got. Yeah, they're really cool stickers, guys. Yeah, pretty cool. We're getting a lot of them. So thanks so much for joining in, guys. And we'll be talking to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Release the Sam Liu cut of Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. <laughs>